dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to get through this thing called life. Electric word, life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. Pirates, vandals of Volcano Mountain, whatever it is, I will take them down. Because I am in a mood. I need to get something done, you know what I mean? Stone Groove, my man. You are the most righteous. Yeah, right. Just get the fuck out, man. Let's go. Shit. Come on. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This week's episode of Heidi High. I am your regular host, Ted Bovis. I can't say Ted Bovis. I was going to say Ted Bovine, but isn't that the chemical they used to give prisoners to <laughs> remove their sexual law? Yeah, Ted Bovine. I'm going to make really inappropriate uh, comments to women in short skirts. And let Gladys Emanuel tip her. Um, what was it? The Glockenspiel. So, who is it from Heidi Heidi High, and who is it from Open All Hours? Oh, it is. You're right. So, it is Nurse Gladys Emanuel in Open All Hours. Gladys Pew from Heidi High. There Gladys you go. Pugh. Anyway, I'm remixing it for 2024. Bring them together. You didn't get a brief. It's a. Do you know what it'd be? It'd be builders Heidi High X Open All Hours. <laughs> it's a collab. Well, it could be open all hours, but the fact that Pontins has just closed down. Oh, no, has it? Yeah. They've cut to one site in Wales and one site in um, Canberra Sands that I have been to, which is awful. Um, I've been to the Canberra Sands one because I went to when they did All Tomorrow's Parties, the festival there. Okay. So who was playing there? Uh, was that the year that Pavement played? That was ace. But, mm. yeah, the actual place was horrible, but I was absolutely trolleyed for the whole weekend so <laughs> it didn't really matter particularly uh yeah but obviously uh, we lied i lied this is not heidi i what i know spoiler alert uh oh uh this is not open all hours this is not magnum pi or any other show that you wish to I love the way this has started. This is this is one of my favourite starts of this it's podcast, seamless, isn't it? Seamless. I think scripted. I love that every time we do it, it gets slightly further detached from reality. Reality could be boring. Uh, no, this is the Dad the Soul Extra Time show. This is sixty minutes of fathered funk and foolishness. Irrelevant ideas for the pub, for the WhatsApp group, for anywhere you need to be that hip young cat. There's always got something to say. Uh, I am one of the hosts. I am Dan Flanagan. I am joined by always. Now, I should have said Debbie McGee. He's not Debbie. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to just, I've been joined by Jim, who's lovely. Oh, it's the Christmas spirits in the room. Is this our Christmas special, by the way? I think it. Uh, no, I'll do one more. So oh, do we get oh, yeah. really, really trolled. Oh, okay. And then the mask will slip. Yep. Okay. Yeah. We're both drinking pints of Baileys. Let's let's see how that goes. What are you celebrating? Nothing. <laughs> Being bitter and twisted, mm. and having adult falls. Oh yes. I've, uh, so, tell us about your adult fall because um, this it gets to a, a certain age, doesn't it? And yeah. uh, you stop saying someone fell over, and you say someone had a fall, and Dan, you're now in that category. You had a fall, yes. I had a, a fall. So I was, I've was i got the little p- a push scooter that I use. 
uh, brought it about eight years ago to keep up with my son who had done a scooter. Uh, he's outgrown his. I've still got mine. So as I don't drive, I find it really helpful to scoot everywhere. And then on Monday morning, I was scooting. This is going to sound so wanky. I was scooting to yoga. But, <laughs> but the handle came off. The wheel went the other way. Oh. And I did this free fall in slow motion towards um, what was it a war memorial that was covered in potties and big chunky sort of concrete posts and I landed on my knee and now I am hobbling um it is really sore I went straight to yoga afterwards couldn't do anything just had to lie there oh no um and yeah it, it's tough and I, I told the you know the two people that I care about the most, you know, my, my partner and my son, and both of them piss themselves. Yeah, that's what they one, should. Yeah, not one ounce of sympathy. Going, oh, that must have been. Were you really embarrassed because there was cars driving past? That <laughs> yeah. Probably really, you know, hurt your pride. And also, let's have a look at your knee. Would you like a plaster? Can we kiss your ouchie? None of that. No, absolutely none of it. And and I'll be honest, I would expect no less. Like you know. I, you would laugh at them had they fallen over. I think it's take that back. Come on, <laughs> no, no, no. I am almost like Mother Teresa when it comes to stuff like that. Right? Are you? Yeah, I am calm. I am sensitive to other people's needs. I would not have ripped it out of them whatsoever. I am slanderous, if I'm honest. Slanderous. I can well, imagine if this podcast ended because of the legal action between us. <laughs> There's a, we've said a hell of a lot worse over the, the last few months. So, no, good uh, point. Yeah, yeah, good point. Um, were, did anyone see it? That's that's what's first in my mind. Did anyone see it happen? Yes, it was quite near a busy road. Oh, no. But nobody stopped to help. Oh, really? Yeah. Nobody beat either. So, mm. you know, the other side of it, I would have like Hong Kong going, ha ha! Ginger fat kids falling over. Hysterical. Let's go for it. <laughs> um, well, at least there wasn't that. That's okay. Um, I also, I don't really, if that happens to me, if it happens, and it, you know, does it on occasion. Yeah. I, I prefer if no one recognizes that it happened. Like, <laughs> the one thing I hate is when people make a fuss. I'm like, just don't, I fell over. I'm okay. I can walk. Yeah. If I need to go to hospital, yes, thank you for your concern. Just let's not talk about it. Let's, I mean, I don't know if this is really bad psychologically. Yeah, I've, got, I've got lots more blood to share. It's just fine. Exactly. Let's, let's just draw a line under that. We'll all get on with our day. You could go and tell someone you saw a man fall over if you yeah. want. That's fine. But just let's not labor the point. I'm okay. Let's move on. I was disappointed that I did not get a stick of a being a brave boy. <laughs> No, that's a shame, isn't it? Like it's not cool. stickers to kids and uh, to grown-ups anymore. No, that sucks. No, I know it's pretty cool. There's a pretty cool one. My kids at their school, they have like a fluorescent yellow. I bumped my head today um, yeah. sticker, and it's uh, cool. They don't get it for any other body part injury, but when they've hit their heads, they have to go around with a big fluorescent yellow sticker on. And I still <laughs> think it's quite cool. <laughs> See, if that happened in my school, they go, "Yeah, which bit of your head did you hurt?" Have one of them. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, do you you get those emails? I don't know if it still happens at secondary school when yeah. you know if you and uh, I presume your lad doesn't hurt himself as much because mine are little still. But when yeah. they get hurt at school, you get an email and it lists what happened. 
Yes. And uh, my favourite one was when my son got hit. He said, uh, Seth was injured today playing out in the playground when he was hit on the head by Iron Man. What, the actual Iron Man? You know, there's well, room I mean, I can only assume that Robert Downey Jr. is hanging around the West Yorkshire area, found my kid's school, went and punched my lad in the head, and then ran away again. For any legal issues, can we say that's probably Godswallop? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, kicked him in the head. No, um... <laughs> <laughs> yes, Robert Downey Jr. did not do that, as far as I know. I mean, no one. I can't confirm or deny it. Right? Let's leave it that. Allegedly, okay. Allegedly, was it? I take it, it was a toy Iron Man. Yes, it was, or was a toy- dressed as Iron Man himself. No, it was a, a toy Iron Man. Someone was playing with it, knocked him on the head. Which I'll be honest, I can't imagine how much damage that could really have done unless someone really welled him with it. Yeah. But you know, it was fine. He could stay at school. Like they just informed me about it. So uh, thank you. Do you have any injuries at school? Um, oh, yeah, I definitely remember having cut my knee open quite badly Yeah, on the playground once. And, yeah, that was like that was really bad. You know, when at first you, you fall over and you're not sure whether it's going to hurt or not, and sometimes it doesn't hurt until you look down and you see all of the blood, and then you're like, no! <laughs> but I distinctly remember it happening. Yeah, when I and there was plenty of blood. It was pretty dramatic. And I'll be honest, you kind of you're cool for a day or two if you've had a big injury like that. Do you still have a sexy scar? No, unfortunately not. It seems to. I see. You know, I just heal really well. I mean, I don't want to <laughs> brag or anything. No, it's the wrinkles have covered it. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is also true. That is How about cool. you? Uh, did you? Uh, uh, couple that i remember um mm. our toilets at primary school were down this sort of concrete slope and on wet days it used to be really bloody dangerous so of course we would just skid down it obviously yeah uh and i was skidding down it slipped fell and then my arm got jammed in the railing <sighs> so it actually went so far in over the elbow so it was stuck oh god and I remember the health and safety. There was no health and safety there. No. I had a couple of teachers trying to pull it out with, you know, that big, um, like, carbolic soap they used to have on the side of uh, sinks at primary school that had probably been there for about 50 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, just soapy water trying to... And somebody goes, oh, we might... If you can't get it out, we might have to call the fire brigade. Yeah, because you're never going to get a lather off that soap, are you? That was the thing about it. It didn't lather at all. They were pulling it and they were pulling it and pulling it. And But when I heard, oh, they might get the fire brigade, I decided to stay a little bit longer. (laughs) (laughs) Because I thought that would be quite exciting. Oh, God, yeah. Um, And I suppose the other one that I do still have a scar of for today is that in my my hometown, we had these big sand rocks, um, prehistoric things that you'd climb on and they're quite a centrepiece of, of the town. And I remember playing out there and I we'd sort of slide off the, the top of the big one to, you know, maybe a six-foot jump mm-hmm. to see who could do that. And I slid down there, not realising that big boys had been there the day before and put loads of broken glass there. 
Ooh. So I slid down there and I actually cut open my butt cheek. Oh, no. Oh, God. Yes. And did anyone kiss that better? Uh, no, but I did have to go to the hospital, get mm. on all fours, while a lovely nurse took splinters out of my butt cheek. Oh, my God. The NHS staff do not get paid enough to do stuff like that. Child butt cheek trauma. Mm. I think this that's the title of today's show. Child butt cheek trauma. God. We could get a different load of id listeners from that. Yeah, we could do, yeah. Not necessarily the ones we want, but there we go. Moving swiftly, um, but I do still have the scar. So, um, yeah, that was painful and embarrassing because I could, without being too graphic, I could put my fingers inside the fleshy part of oh, my butt. Wow. So it's like a tissue. Anyway, hope everybody's enjoying their evening meals. Oh. Uh, wow, wow. Wow. I don't do you know what really... I had to do? I had to get a new bum because Melbourne's got a crack in it. Oh, da, 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 da. I thought you were going to save the dad joke till later, but no. Never. There Here was, you go. There was, a co- there, were gonna, there was an open goal. There was also an open wound. So you're less scar face, more scar bum. Scar I've got I've got a scar in my face as well underneath my beard oh from my... Uh, childhood. But, yeah, another story. How are you if allowed out on your own? <laughs> I... Uh, I was adventurous. Yeah. So I, I hadn't broken anything. Uh, yeah. I fractured a couple of my ankle, but never broke my nose when I was boxing or anything like that. So I think a few scars. You know, I was also in Vietnam for many years. So, right. you know, I don't like to talk about that. I mean, I was in Vietnam for two weeks, but it was just a lovely holiday I went on. <laughs> if well, you were in Nam, you would have known you were in Nam. Well, after the war ended, I just had a really nice time. It was, you know, <laughs> Ho Chi Minh City is a delightful city. What can I say? So, as, as I say, Scar, not Scarface, Scarbum. Um, yeah. But speaking of Scarface, eh, yep. see, look at this link. Ah, oh, neatly done. Yeah. yeah. 40th anniversary of Scarface, which is one of my favourite ever films. My local picture house put it on on Friday night. So to see it on the big screen, um, yeah, I, I, you know, you get the the ratings um, screen that comes up. This is an 18. And it said there was a warning coming. This, contri- this contains extreme violence, uh, sexual content and drug misuse. <laughs> Somebody in the audience went, yeah, Friday night. <laughs> Yeah, that's what you want, right? That's a good night. It, it really was. Um, but yeah, be- beautiful film, beautiful film. But and, uh, like, not uh, one for the family. But it's it's one of those films where, you know, uh, even though we are advancing in age, yeah. I very much doubt anyone of our age saw that at the cinema ever. Yeah. So you know, it was out well before that time. So it's it must be pretty amazing to be able to see something as it was when it came out at the picture house. Yeah, it, it was nice because um, I have this thing where I, I love going to cinema. I'm very blessed to have two old-fashioned cinemas within walking distance of where I live. And they're cheap. and They're not like these horrible multiplexes that cost 25 quid just for a bit of popcorn. So I can go there. I did take a cushion because I knew it was quite a long film. Yeah, yeah. I had a nice cup of tea. And yeah, watch multiple slayings from Colombian drug lords. Superb. What I round off the week. I was a big fan of the Italian job, the Michael Caine version, not the Marky Mark Wahlberg one. Yeah. 
Um, and when I lived in Leeds, when I was a student, we lived the road above uh, a place called the Hyde Park Picture House, which is apparently the only gaslit cinema that's still around. Wow. Uh, which, which means that people come up to it and go, you're not a cinema. Um, <laughs> see what I did? That's a, it's a gaslighting joke. Um, but no, it's, it's, it's one of these beautiful places like you were talking yeah. about. So, so th- at the moment you have like, you know, in general you have like your you Odeons and your View Cinemas, yeah. fine. Then you have this sort of selection of very expensive boutique ones, like your yeah. Everyman and independent ones. But this is just like, yeah, this is old school. Yeah. Very reasonable. They have a uh, like, really wide selection of films. And, yeah, they put on the Italian job. And that was amazing because I'd seen it so many times on VHS. Yeah, It was yeah, just yeah. so good to see it on the big screen. It was just amazing. Was it? Because there's some of the films you have. There is something special about watching it with other people. I love watching films on my own, but with the sort of audience participation. And that mm. is... It's so quotable, that film. Did it get annoyingly quotable with people shouting out the lines or having a sing-along and stuff like that? It's a, it might have been... It, I was going to say it wasn't annoying, but sorry, was maybe I, I was... Yeah, maybe I was the annoying person. <laughs> I don't know. But no, I, yeah, I, it was fine. But you're right, yeah. I think it's it's one of those things where you're not going to have just gone and seen that and go, oh, I fancy this. this is the first time I've ever seen this. It's yeah. definitely a film you'll have watched lots of times and everyone's in that same position of loving it and knowing all the lines and the, you know, the, uh, the, the big crazy weird patriotic speeches in the middle about uh, closing <laughs> down Italian ice cream parlors in London, Glasgow and Manchester or whatever. But uh, yeah, just, it was such a good experience and I can totally see why Scarface on Friday night was as uh, good as it, it was for you. Yeah. We've got, um, I've booked in the gremlins as well. So I've got the gremlins, on the 22nd of December, lovely Christmas film. But nice. again, I think I was probably just a couple of years too young to see that at the picture house when it came out. Mm. So, but my, it's also my, my son's just too, a little bit too young to see it because mm. otherwise I would have really liked to see taking him to see it as well. But sod him, I'll go. Yeah. I think I saw it when I was quite young and it, scarred me for quite a long time so yeah, yeah i think save saving it for a little bit longer yeah, yeah. is possibly a good idea so what have you been keeping up with in your spare time this week james well you know how i think very early on we talked about how you know when you get a bit older you don't go out as much and then yeah. pretty much every time we do one of these i've been out to loads of different things you lie a lot don't you yeah well i think i'd not really thought about it but yeah i'm i, I went out me and my wife yeah together went out twice last week without children without children shock social actual, services yeah to actual really nice, amazing things. So uh, on the Tuesday, we went to see, I talked about this a few weeks ago, it's a band yep. Hope and Social, who are an amazing Leeds band. And how they're not massive, I have no idea, because they're so talented, they're so engaging, they put on amazing shows. Um, and then they'd not played for 18 months because the lead singer had a rare form of leukemia. Yep. He's now in remission from that and recovering, and it really affected his voice. Uh, but he, his voice has recovered enough for him to do the Christmas gig. And they always do a Christmas gig. That's the big thing is that they do something 
different Christmas. This was sort of just them getting back on stage and remembering how to play their songs again. Um, and it was just, it was perfect. It was so, so good. It was really beautiful, like hugely emotional as well because everyone's there if you're a fan of them you're just absolutely invested in them completely you know the story of where what's yeah. happened over the last couple of years so yeah, yeah you know the story you've followed them around you know they've been a part of your life you're a part of their life and and yeah so it was it, it was, and it was this amazing venue in leeds just along from the high park picture house if you want to know <laughs> um called the it's available for tours <laughs> yeah. tours of high park you have to yeah. run <laughs> 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 I don't want to stand still too long. Um, was my I, when I used to live there. Actually, um, there was we had these two houses next to each other. There's like six of us in each house, and there was a really big bush in between the two houses. And um, we noticed that there were kids who used to come and smoke weed on our steps quite a lot. Yeah, and uh, it was a bit like, oh god, they're going to rob the house. And especially when I came home one day and they went, oh, you're right, mate. I was like, yeah, he went. Well, thanks for letting us sit here. I was like, didn't really have a choice, but fine, whatever. Uh, he went, yeah, we'll make sure you don't get robbed. And as soon as someone says that, you're thinking, we're going to get robbed. Neighbourhood Watch Juniors. Yeah. As it turned out, we didn't. And what we worked out was that the bush in between our two houses was the perfect cover for them to smoke weed without their parents seeing them. So they genuinely were like really nice lads and yeah. they'd help you in with the shopping sometimes. And, you know, and they absolutely stood to the word. And yeah. I think out of, uh, if anyone knows Leeds, the Hyde Park area has a reputation for uh, robberies, quite a lot, <laughs> burglaries. And to say that we lived there for two years without getting burgled, I think is quite an achievement. But anyway, it's just down to the Brudenell Social Club where we saw Hope and Social. So that was yeah. good. Um, and then we went out to we went to an indie disco, Dan. Excellent. Loving that already. Oh God. So good. It's this uh, sort of art collective called Mech Summit. Yeah. Or to translate for those in the South, make something. <laughs> and um they put on sort of arts fairs and art shows and then they've started doing this every so often at this brilliant old working men's club uh in a place called Saltaire. they um they put on these indie discos but the, the perfect thing is it's like perfectly targeted for my youth or at least when i was getting into music so yeah. like everything from about 94 to about 2005 yeah it's pretty much that. There's some older, there's some young, there's some newer, but it's just absolutely like every song a banger for me. Um, and that was and really it's cool. a nice crowd as well, I imagine, because people have come there for the right reasons. It's not your, you know, Friday night at the local discotheque. Exactly. Kind. It is essentially parents in their 40s yeah. let out for the night, even if some of them have been out already that week. Whoa. Um, it starts Can at eight. up the number for child line? Yeah, you should do. Should yeah. do, yeah, because they're feeling like they've been neglected. Um, but yeah, it finishes at 11.30, perfect. Can be back home in bed for midnight, and that is all round, I think, perfect. I can go one further. I went to a gig on Sunday night. Uh, brilliant Northern Soul Band doing Christmas specials. So they did one set of... Um, reworked Christmas songs. 
then they came off and then half the band it was like 12 members of the there was 12 people on stage at one point right a hell of a brass section singers drummers good stuff then half came on and a couple of other singers came on and they were doing 50s covers so a lot of elvis christmas which i wouldn't have normally chosen to go with but it worked really really well and then they came back and then they did absolute bangers and that was was it half past seven and i think we were home by half past ten on sunday and i was like do we have to go it's cold (laughs) and this is like yeah we do i'm not buying tickets for you just to sit on the sofa so and i got there and it was unfortunately you know that there wasn't the biggest of crowds there so commercially I imagine it was a struggle, but because of that, there was no queue for the lose, no queue for the bar, no idiots there, and it was just a really nice mix of people and some proper good Northern Soul dancers. That you know, I just sort of I was bopping away, and then this one fella came on right at the end. They did a, a cover of um, Frank Wilson, "Do I Love You," which we were oh, playing, yeah. and he just busted his moves, and it was like shit i'm just gonna just withdraw yeah just so silky smooth it's amazing and some people can do some absolute proper moves it's just yeah yeah, absolutely amazing to watch yeah as opposed to you know me or mrs grab me off again but have you actually got any rhythm (laughs) how are you i'm a really good dancer but not when I stand next to that fella. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's all comparison, isn't it? <laughs> you need to seek out the worst answer in the room, stand next to them. Go, look at me. I'm like a champion. That's Ooh, yeah, you that's... can tell by the way I dance that I'm a ladies' man. That's yes. what I'm saying. No time to talk. Um, um, should we... So, sorry, go on. I was just going to say, like, yeah, it is a shame that there weren't more people there, but it's nice when it's quiet, right? It's nice when there's just there's a great band on and there's not too many other people around. Yeah, it wasn't too loud either. Oh, perfect. The last gig I went to there was it was a rock band, and it was really really loud. And I had to stand right towards the back, and I just started to ache. I was like, "This is good music, but I want to mm. go home." Yeah, so this was pitched perfectly, timing. You know, um, yeah. So that's a croupiers. So I think. Gigs at reasonable hours, no cues is the way forward. That's it. We all still want to go to gigs. We just yeah. don't want to go out late and get squashed. Would you do them in the afternoon? Because I yes. always feel like putting gigs on in the afternoon. Yeah, do two shows, you know, like a matinee yeah. for, like, the parents yeah. and an evening show for the cool kids, right? There is, but I think there's also, there's, I always thought with the matinee gigs, it would be, yes, for the people that don't want to go out past nine o'clock, there is that really nice experience of being able to take your kids to yes. a gig or their first couple of gigs without it being monstrous, you know, Wembley Stadium and, you know, ingratiate them into the, the love of live music as well. Yeah, which is nice. That's why, I mean, she was too young to really know what was going on, but Elsa's first actual gig was was to see Hope and Social, this band, when they were... It was the year of the Tour de France when it started in Yorkshire, which yeah. sounds like an oxymoron. Um, <laughs> the Tour de Yorkshire. <laughs> but um, 
yeah, Hope and Social did a load of gigs at all the towns that it went through. And so we took her and it was really nice. It was in the afternoon in the market square. Yeah. And uh, yeah, loads of kids there. Everyone could get involved. It is nice. And that's what's good about festivals, I guess, isn't it? That it's child friendly times for a lot of decent bands. Isn't it? Isn't it? Should we have a little bit of music as we've been discussing music? That makes sense to me. Uh, so this is the croupiers uh, with their version of Do I Love You? Indeed I Do. In fact, I think just me putting that out there, I should be one of their singers. Don't call us. We'll call you. <laughs> if you prick me, do I not bleed? <laughs> yes. Now, these people that actually can sing and play instruments really bloody well. So that was a little bit of a stonky Northern Soul uh, classic. Jim, what else have you been up to? Tell the boys and girls I'm, because you, you're you always on the go. You're always doing stuff. Mm-hmm. And I need to know, and they need to know, and we need to know. I've, I've just booked in three nights out in a row, which is not ideal. Foolish. Bad planning. Yes. It's more to do with availability. So... Okay. My wife has a little, um, she's part of a collective that has a shop. Um, As I say that, if Steve's listening, he'll be annoyed because he owns the shop. So (laughs) he owns the shop and she has a a space in that shop. Um, And they have a lovely Christmas do every year. And uh, so I was invited along. We've got a babysitter. So I was like, yeah, that'd be great. I'll come along. Brilliant. 
Then uh, one of my oldest friends said, oh, be nice to meet up before Christmas, have a curry, I can do these dates. The only date that I could also do was the day after the Christmas party that I'm going to be going to. So I was like, yeah. okay, right, this might be uh, tough to do two nights in a row, but that's absolutely fine. And then yeah. um, like my best mate who lives now in the Middle East, um, he's over in the UK for a very short amount of time. One night only. Basically, that was all there was. One night for us to meet up, which is the night before this Christmas party. So now I'm going to go and see him in Leicester because he's down south for a bit. So we're going to meet yeah. halfway because he does some work in Leicester. Okay. So I'm having a night out in Leicester for Christmas. Then I have to get back to Yorkshire. It's my son's Christmas uh, performance on the afternoon. Then we're going to this Christmas party. Then we're staying over in Harrogate, where that is. Then we're getting back. And it's my daughter's Christmas performance. And then I'm going out to Leeds for a curry with my other friend. This is going to end very, very badly for me. It sounds exhausting just listening to that. Mm. I think maybe if you could space those events. They all sound great events. Space them out over six to nine months. Yes, that would be perfect. That would be ideal. You yeah. can tell my mate he's coming from Abu Dhabi to change <laughs> his flights um, and all of his plans. But, uh, yeah, or, you know... Abu Dhabi wife, do or Abu Dhabi do not? Well, hopefully Abu Dhabi do. And he's, that's the first night. I'll be nice and fresh. I'll be ready for that one. Yeah. The, the, the next two nights will be me, like, sinking into a corner going, I'm too old for this now. Is it energy or is it hangovers or could you do go have a good time without imbibing alcohol yes i think it's energy like i mean yeah obviously if i were to drink i've i've I'm, i've made a definite decision that i don't need to drink all yep. three nights i don't need to drink to excess but it's it's just energy you know at this age <laughs> like <laughs> it's three three nights of you know trying to be sociable and uh, exciting yeah. and interesting and i find it tough enough to do for an hour every two weeks on this so oh, tell me about that's a company you keep though isn't it that's yeah. but there's that thing in it oh we must catch up before christmas why we've had 12 months <laughs> yeah. and we've not bothered with each other but yeah. something oh, it must be well and it's must be christmas it's a, no yeah. it's, it's also, just one day it's not necessary everything's open after christmas as well you could yeah. you could be on the 27th and spread you, these you things out nothing yeah but 27th is basically a day to sit round feeling that you've eaten too much and just yes. being essentially oh! <laughs> yeah. like, the just toys are opened the presents are opened it's an alka-seltzer day that's what it is it is an alka-seltzer pepto-bismol for those uh, <laughs> stomach we should of... be sponsored by somebody like that shouldn't we yeah absolutely we are yeah. full of bile so <laughs> rennies it's dadless all extra time we, we are the rennies. two rennies <laughs> Hey, there's a, there is a marketing opportunity here. There really is. Just there bring really it out is. there, boys and girls. If any big ad agencies are listening or the Yorkshire Tourist Board where Jim wants to go and give walking tours about certain areas of Leeds where yeah. you shouldn't let people in, yeah, that's the big bucks, man. Get involved. Get involved. Get in contact with us. We're here. We're on the phone. Two Christmas performances. Mm. The pressure on there, what parts do they have? Is it like six chief door knocker? 
It, it is pretty much like that. Yeah. My, like my daughter's is just like, I think, um, singing. So they're just all singing. I don't think there's okay. any parts. So for my son, he was initially given the role of mouse in the nativity, um, okay. famous role. Um, <laughs> that was the Lawrence Olivier. Uh, I think, yeah, yeah. I think that was the, yeah, the role he played definitely. Yeah. Uh, he didn't really want to be the mouse and his friend did. So he swapped with his friend. So now my son is, uh, the very famous role in the nativity of traveler five. A lot of lines to learn. One line. Um, actually, to be honest, I'm surprised that he wanted a line in the first yeah. place because my daughter loves that stuff. She is like, she wants to be the main part in everything. She wants to yeah. do, be on stage as long as possible. He is the opposite. And he, he's always been like, last year he was asked if he wanted a line. He's like, oh, no, no. Yeah. And this year he just said to me, oh, I wish I had some more lines. And to be fair, I think the mouse only has one line as well. And I can't imagine many of them have lots of lines because there's 60 kids. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's not that many roles in the nativity. But yeah, so um, so he's got one line. I think he'd like more. Maybe he's coming out of his shell a little bit. But um, yeah, Traveller 5, that's not the last Traveller. I think there's still a couple of Travellers after. I think it goes up to Traveller 7. There was a, a lovely video uh, that got shared a few days ago where somebody had videoed their kid and he's like, mum, 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 I got my part. And she's like, okay, well, what is it? Said, it's an absolute classic. And it was like door open a number six. <laughs> and his kid was so happy and uh -huh. so proud. And his mum did it really well. You know, she was obviously trying to hide the, the giggles, mm. but it, it was really beautiful. And it made me think of in when I did the nativity play, uh, I brought the house down for the wrong reason. Essentially, there wasn't enough girls in our schools. So it was me and my friend Crispian that had very big curly hair, being the 70s. Mm -hmm, and a big course. ginger afro rocking. So yeah. they made us angels, right? Mm. Where all my friends that had bowl cuts were shepherds. Okay. And I was absolutely mortified. And I remember bursting into tears, could only be about four years old, during a performance... And then having to try and teach her coming up, stopping the and talking me down because I was so hysterical by offering me a, a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> and I've got a photo of that. And there's me in a silver headdress and a essentially a, a white smock. Um, but yeah, God forbid I'd have to do a girl's part. Oh no, yeah. Imagine, just imagine. Yeah. I okay. know. That's trauma. That is well over 40 years ago. But I can still, I still hold that. I, I see. I, I always quite enjoyed doing it. I didn't really mind what I did. I think I was a king once and an innkeeper another time. Yeah. But yeah, watching kids have a meltdown is actually quite good entertainment. You know, <laughs> if they're not your kids. If they're not your kids. Yeah. I mean, you know, it seems bad and, you know, you don't want them to be upset, obviously, but it yeah. adds a little bit of spice. We all know the nativity story. We don't really need to see it again, do we? But, um, yeah, if there's some extra spice involved, you know, with someone falling over, set falling down, yeah. having a meltdown, then, yeah, I'm all for it, to be honest. These are <laughs> things that keep things going. These keep the wheels of nativities going, I think. It's what memories are made of, isn't it? 
Yeah, exactly. Who remembers? Oh, remember that nativity that went really smoothly? No yeah. one. Absolutely no one. Do you remember yeah. the really whiny ginger kid with the afro? Yeah, he was a pain in the arse. Absolutely. Ruined yeah. our Julie's part. Nobody could hear her saying, you know, here comes the baby Jesus. Because he was munching his peanut butter sandwich too loud. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever got that peanut butter sandwich. So, oh. again, if there's any therapists listening, I've got some stuff to unpack. Well, to be fair, at the end, they were very busy. They were so busy, they were putting people in the shed out the back. So room service would have been a bit slow, wouldn't it? Shonky. Yeah, they would not have had a good trip advisor review for me. Put it that way. Um, on a on a Bible tip, okay. Kind of. Wow. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Where are we going with a this? Bit of politics, a little bit religious. Well, I I, uh, I I mean, I was a good Samaritan the other day. Did um, you cross over the road? Li- like- I literally did. Yes. Wow. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because I think was it a bloke? Right on a Monday morning, they'd come off his scooter and he'd hit his head <laughs> yeah. at Warm and Warfield. Yeah, I was just down in Worthing for a day, and I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> no, it was um, it was before we were, it was when we were going to this uh, this indie night, and um, so it's sort of this is sort of partly struggling, partly celebrating. Yeah, I'm struggling with the attitude of a person who walked past us, who just walked past us as we were walking down the road. So. Basically, we had to go to this indie night and you have to get off the train and there's a little bit of a walk, like about a 20-minute walk. It was freezing, freezing cold because it's Yorkshire, it always is. Yeah. But there was ice everywhere. And we were walking down this main road to go down to to where the, uh, the, the night was. And this bloke walked past us and he just went, he just pointed behind him and went, oh, I think that bloke needs help, but I'm going to the bus. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> okay. So I was kind of struggling with that man's attitude. And this bloke, he was... In a bad way, the, yeah. the the man he was referring to, and he was shouting help, and he did he crossed over the road, a very busy road, and mm. he was struggling to walk properly, and um, and he eventually came to rest on a on a fence, and we were like, well, we need to go and see what's wrong, really, yeah. and he, you know, I mean, I don't know what his issues were. There were, I think, you know, there were things going on with yeah. him that were clearly. Uh, not he was not happy, um, yeah. but he he needed to get home. He didn't live far away, but it was so icy. He just said, "I can't go on the ice. I can't go on the ice," and he kept sort of uh, asking us our names and and saying, oh, "I'll never forget you." What your names again? Um, and <laughs> <laughs> and so we had a bit of a chat with him, and, and, and basically I rang him a taxi uh, because we could have tried to have carried him, yeah. but I think we'd have all ended up uh, in a Dan Flanagan hurting your knee on the floor situation. Uh, and it, I, I think it's fair to say he'd had a drink or two. Um, yeah. I don't think that was everything that was the issue, but yeah. And it was took he, eight. Was he bleeding or? He wasn't bleeding. He did keep sh- showing us star- scars that he had. Okay. It was very difficult to work out whether he'd had a fight previously in his life or he'd had a fight that night. Yeah. And it was all coming out a bit confused. But he was not in a good way. He couldn't walk on the ice. It was so slippy. Um, so we called this taxi. It took a while to get there. So we just had to kind of reassure him. Yeah, yeah. Chat to him as other people were just walking past and ignoring him. <laughs> Which uh, you know, I mean, it's easy to do, and right? it's easy to criticise that as well. But you never know, do you? When you when you kind of trying to help someone, yeah, there by the grace of God, literally, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, and eventually the taxi driver came up and he took a look at him and he just went, I'm not, he's not getting in my cab, mate. He's going to throw up. And I just said, I, I don't care. We can't leave him here. We can't yeah. leave him on his own here. He literally lives five minutes away. So he yeah. gave the taxi driver some money yeah. and just said, look, please, if he does, if he throws up, you've got my phone number, give me a call. I will happily pay for it. But wow, we, we, there's no way we can you know, just leave him on the side of the road. And, and so he did took, he took him and, yeah. and it was, it was weird because it was the start of a, like a fun night out, but it was like, it was really felt, um, yeah, it's sort of like a strange situation to be in mm. and also not having any closure. Hopefully he got home. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, he didn't kill the taxi driver. Yeah, or he didn't throw up. Well, that was the thing, actually, you know, for, for all the good deed, I did spend the next 24 hours looking at my phone going, I'm going to get a text anytime soon saying you owe us 60 quid or whatever. <laughs> Sorry, not known at this number. Yeah, exactly. But so that that didn't happen, thankfully. Yeah. Um, so I hope we got home okay. But yeah, it's just weird to, you don't really know how you can help properly. And I think the only way we could have done is to get him home. And I don't think... Yeah us going to his house with him would have particularly helped. So Yeah, there's a, the, it's weird, isn't it? Because you want to help, but then there are those, I suppose, social boundaries. Mm. Where you, and also you think you've got to protect yourself uh, as well. So you know, going to his house, then you know, you're stuck there for another few hours. You completely missed your gig. Call it selfish or call it, you know, prioritising yourself. Yeah, but I think you did the right thing. I think what you 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 did what was available and what was needed. The easier thing would have been going look at your watch. Oh no, we've got to go, and just mm. someone else's problem. So, I think that was a especially on a cold, icy night as well. Yeah, and he was freezing as well because he kept shaking my hand, and he was absolutely yeah. freezing. Um, so yeah, and I think. I think essentially the first thing he needed to do was get home and just go to bed. <laughs> and then after that, I don't know, but hopefully he's got some support as well. He suggested that he might live with someone or yeah. not. I don't know. It was difficult to understand. He's definitely got a cat. So, uh, but, you know, hopefully he's okay. Now the cat's problem. No, the, yeah, exactly. These cats, they walk around like they own the place. Now it's their turn to uh, to step up. Step up, cats of the world. Yeah, stop with that, just looking at the Christmas tree, thinking, I'm going to have you bugger down any minute. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly, yes. Yeah. So I was sort of struggling with the first person's attitude who just walked on and went to get the bus. Hope he got home okay. Yeah. Um, but thanks to the, uh, the taxi driver who, with a little cajoling, Yes, helped out, and I think that's a good thing for him to do because it could have been easy for him to just go. I'm not taking the fare; it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That seems was... so. Celebrating. Mm -hmm. Are you celebrating your good deed as well? Because we did the struggle. Yeah, um, yeah. I think I am. I think I, I'm. I'm glad that I did it because it is easy to to walk past, and it is easy to just you know outside out of mind. Yeah, but. And and as you say, there is a danger you don't know, you know, some people who are acting erratically in public, it is a slight risk. Yeah. Um, but, you know. I'm, there is also the, the line, it's, it's working for the cause, not the applause, where I have a real beef 
is people that would do that, but they would live stream it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Although put a big post on about just how wonderful they are um, to, you know, make themselves look good. And it just, that really, really fucking minds you know, YouTubers or TikTokers that will go up to homeless people. Hey, I just brought you a sandwich. Hey, uh, they brought yeah. you really, dude? Really? No. And that's the thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, is it a good deed if you do it for the likes and for the views? I don't know. It's, you well, know, it's not, is it? No. I mean, well, you do, you do a, a surface job of a good deed. Yeah. But actually, you know, you're just doing that. You'll do that once and then. You know, you've got the likes for that. You'll go on to do something else for for views at some point. Yeah, just do nice things. Was it if you can help another soul as you wander along your way? Mm. Something like that rambly old man thing. Yeah, that's me, the rambly old man. And that's it. And I didn't, I didn't really have the intention of, of telling. Anyone. I would certainly not put it on social media or anything. But I just thought yeah. it was kind of an interesting thing to talk about. Uh, I think it is. I and mean, in the context of this conversation, it has a natural place. Mm. Whereas making a big song and dance about it, and then you know putting photos of this guy that obviously was struggling. We don't know how you know what his personal story is, and almost publicising slash humiliating him. Yeah, that, that doesn't sit well with me at all. Although I am going to promote this episode with this, the Jim is a fucking hero episode. But, you know, As whatever. opposed to bumscar. <laughs> yeah, bumscare children. <laughs> or whatever it was. Um, There's so a what, different audience, isn't there? Really is, that, really is. that one. But, you know, a big audience on the internet, probably. Um, we are, that was, so we are the everyman. Exactly. So what are you struggling with and celebrating? Uh, I'm struggling with falling over in public, obviously. Of course, yeah. And having people around me that just don't give a shit. Uh, <laughs> heartless. They find it funny. Heartless. Yeah. Um, I am tech gremlins. Right? So last week I had to do a, a presentation online for um, the Future Men organisation. So it's this lovely sort of charity think tank, very involved in the, the future of fatherhood. And they've had a programme running the last sort of three or four months where they bring in guest speakers for Agenda Dad, it's called the series. Um, and I got asked to speak. So it's, it's quite a big thing. So I organised my presentation, turned up early, um, Went for all the tech check, worked absolutely perfectly. Obviously, when the bloody thing started, it all went to pot. I, I was working off so many screens, I realised I was presenting with my notes ah. so people could see all the funny quips and God knows what. <laughs> uh, you know, the ad-libs. Yeah. The carefully prepared ad-libs. Um, and the videos wouldn't play in the map. I suppose 15 minutes into it, we stopped. I took a couple of questions. That gave me a chance to reset the presentation, present it so the audience saw it, but then I could not see any of my notes. Ah. So I had to re freestyle the next 30 minutes. So I am struggling with almost every single talk I've ever done, bar one, something has gone with, wrong with tech. The lesson is I should learn to do public speaking without any prompts. Mm, 
Okay. Um, I don't know. I think surely the lesson is technology should work better, right? Yeah, it, it should do. And I, the thing with what we do, you know, is very visual. And I'd much rather people hear the story of Dadless Old from the stuff we do rather than just me whittling on with some facts and figures, entertaining as that is, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, because some of the videos um, that we produced, you know, they're really, really good. I'm really proud of the work that we've done. Um, but, yeah, it's just a shame that when I come to give it to a, you know, a large esteemed audience, um, it's fine. But, yeah, at the end of the day, shit happens. And I was talking it through it, um, the situation with my son um, having tea with him. And, again, he pissed himself. Yeah, his chips come out of his mouth. No sympathy <laughs> in that child whatsoever. But it was a you know a lesson. Of, okay, this is you know um, things do go wrong, right? And you can either be mortified them and beat yourself up, or you can just take it on the chin, you know, learn from it and move on, and then give people lots of comedy fodder to take the Mickey out of you with. So. Yeah, I mean, the regrets are weird, aren't they? Because I've had a few, <laughs> but then again, <laughs> too few to mention. <laughs> well, no, I'm going to mention a few right now. Oh, so, <laughs> but this, it's such a wasted energy. Regret, it yeah. really is, and certainly regretting having done something or regretting something that was out of your control from going wrong. It, we all do it. Don't get yeah. me wrong. We all can dwell on those things. But it's never going to change what happened, ever. All you can do is use that memory to change things in the future. Yeah. But so many of us just go, oh, I wish that had happened, or I wish that hadn't happened, yeah. or I wish that... And it's just... But and I it's- used to beat myself up, really be so critical of myself mm. and focus on the stuff that went wrong, not the stuff that went wrong. And it's uh, went right, rather, to the point where I think I'd probably destroyed some really nice memories of stuff I've done. Yeah. Because I'll be focused on, oh, that hair was out of place or had a bit of crisp stuck in my beard. Not that there's loads of people having a really lovely time and magic's happened. So I'm sort of learning to be less self-critical. That's good. Out of all those sort of things. I've grown. I was uh, I was going to learn to be less self-critical, but I just really wasn't very good at it. So... <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Should we have some music? Let's do it. As <laughs> <laughs> a night, it's, it's a, a beer and a pint stop. Uh, this is the Get It Together DJ crew for another five minutes of funk. <laughs>
the lovely DJ trick and the devilishly handsome Simon Cannon um, with Five Minutes Funk. Talking about funk, we interviewed James Brown last week, didn't we? Oh my gosh. That was such a an event. It was, uh, yeah, it was, we were both excited about it, obviously. Can we not, clarify? Yeah, <laughs> not that James Brown, no. Yeah, not uh, not you know the Godfather of funk, obviously, yeah. but uh, the oh, I was going to say the Godfather of lad mags, but yeah, he told me off, didn't he? he told yeah. me off for that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the former editor of Loaded and publisher and writer and uh, journalist and features editor in his early twenties of NME. Yeah. Editor at GQ magazine, been on tour, interviewed the Beasties, Prince, the a who's who of smorgasbord of music through the and, last couple of decades and just a a fascinating man and so it it's for the uh maybe i'm just like my father podcast which will have a new series very soon and it was i think we were both excited about it weren't we we yeah. both had built it up but for me sitting there because i was producing it so i just sat in the background listening to it it was it was more than I'd hoped. It, he is a fascinating man. He's got a lot to talk about, and he knows exactly what we wanted to hear as well, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But I think the, the thing that struck me is if, you know, for the, the average punter, should we say, you think James Brady, you think Loaded magazine. But, but actually, there is, there's so much more there as well. So we, I think we only probably spent maybe five minutes on that. And it was everything else about him as a human being, him as uh, a parent, him as a co-parent and how he can struggle. And I think that was quite, you know, I suppose, interesting or profound, for want of a better word. Whereas, look, you can have this guy who leads a very comfortable lifestyle through his hard work, you know, has a black book of contacts that, you, you know, you wouldn't believe but actually he's still a human being and, you know, dealing with those issues um, of a father to a teenager. And we had some very honest conversations about how you have those awkward conversations with your, your kids about drugs and stuff like that. But how do you have those when it's common knowledge 
that you know you more than dabbled in the past you know that the the 90s was a a wash with rock star excess and him and his like group of pals were right at the center of that so yeah it was a, a really fascinating thought provoking heartwarming um conversation yeah it was a bit intimidating the fact that you know he's interviewed all of these amazing people and there's me and me coming in but he very graciously gave us his time you know nothing was really off limits um so yeah i'm really i'm really proud of us for that piece of work no it was it was great and the stuff about him being a son as well i think there was a lot of that oh, he, he really like his his yeah his upbringing and his relationship with his dad his parents in general is yeah just it's it's gonna be uh a must listen episode that one so yeah that's the series two of maybe i'm just like my father which will be coming out january february whenever we go back together um because we worked a really tight diligent deadlines yeah always oh <laughs> Yeah, it's Jim's enthusiasm that Kravitz is really. <laughs> yeah. I'm just I go edit it, but uh, I don't think it needs much taking out. That's the thing. It was just a really lovely, free flowing conversation. And this, you know, I've I spent 20 years in radio, and I've yeah. interviewed a lot of people, and some of them are just beautiful edit jobs because you're like that conversation just went so well that needs very little changing about it. Some of them are uh, the opposite of that name and shame james name and shame not name and shame james but name no. and shame name and shame yeah. so let me think oh uh alistair mcgowan <laughs> like, <laughs> the man of a thousand voices yeah he didn't want to do any of them yeah um he wanted to talk about something to do with the environment which is great and interesting yeah. but you're alistair mcgowan you're on a commercial radio breakfast show, maybe 50-50 environment stuff and funny voices, but yep. no. Um, Karen Brady from The Apprentice, she was, and, and this is the problem. I don't know if I've talked about this. I've talked about this so many different places, but when you, there used to be a company that would hook up with advertisers and see what they were trying to promote and then they'd get a celebrity to come in and they'd offer 10 minute interview slots with a celebrity but the proviso is you talk about a certain yeah product or whatever so it, it's usually it's not usually as much as like a hard sell it's normally like it's national sausage week and ben fogel has teamed up with Matteson sausages to find out what the best recipe for a sausage is or the best way to cook a sausage. And you know, as a radio presenter, you get in there, you give them the two or three minutes to talk about the best way to do a sausage with Matteson sausages. Mm. Then you go on to the other bit of the interview. You cut off the bit about the Matteson sausages mm. and you just keep the other bit of the interview. It's just as if Ben Fogel has dropped in for a little chat. And it was always Ben Fogel. Like yeah. every week you'd get Ben Fogel is promoting National Tea Week or something. But then... <laughs> Karen Brady did one. Yeah. And I'm interested in Karen Brady and I'm fascinated by The Apprentice and she's yeah. had an amazing career and, you know, like proper 
breaking through glass ceilings and pioneering. And she's a fascinating person, but she was being paid to promote Almond Week. <laughs> and she did not want to talk about anything but Almond Week. So when I was trying to get some apprentice goss out of her, yeah. she just kept coming back to the fact that almonds are a great snack because they don't melt in your handbag. That strikes me as dull. Yeah, it was really dull. And it was a shame. Yeah. Um, and then we, we, I think we ended up with about a two-minute interview in the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, almonds are great. Karen says yeah. so. Yeah, exactly. There you go. I'm, I'm happy. Good news. Okay, see you later. So, yeah, so those are the ones where you just... And you can tell when you're doing the interview as well. You're like, oh, God, this is going to be taking so long to edit. So it was nice that uh, James Brown was accommodating and interesting and free-flowing, and it was a lovely conversation. And that is down to the interviewer as well. I thought you and him had that great rapport and uh, yeah, you. I thought you managed to make that interview flow really nicely. And uh, so well done, Dan. And people will be able to hear that, as you say, January, yeah. February time. Well, that's, I think the, the best thing out of all of these previous episodes we've done with maybe uh, in the maybe series, it is a conversation, but it's quite a deep dive conversation rather than saying, here's a list of questions. I want a list of answers. Kind of, if you go off on a random ta tangent, just let it go. Mm. And that's where I think the the interesting um, thing happened. But yeah, there is that still when you're up against somebody that does this for a job. Like just with like Sam Delaney the other week, uh, he was exceptionally giving and open and funny and uh, a brilliant raconteur. It makes your life really easy because oh, or we have that you know imposter syndrome noise that's in your back going. You're an absolute fraud. You shouldn't be doing this. You're wasting everybody's time. So, yeah, I, I want to do a lot more of that because I think, um, no spoiler alert, that, that some of the subjects we hit upon um, will resonate on so many different levels. This isn't just 90s tits lager and lad culture. This was, yeah, some pretty heavy-duty stuff. Mm. as well so yeah essentially on Paxman yeah well that's what we're saying yeah absolutely yeah um, you just kept hurrying up to give an answer because you're, <laughs> you're Paxman on University Challenge not Newsnight <laughs> come on finish 10 seconds come on incredible yeah. and warm and a little bit intimidating that's yeah. me absolutely yeah yeah no. um, it's about that time isn't it it's about that time yeah but time for what though is it time to do a dad joke it's a time to do the dad joke. Or you can get the boys and girls at home to write letters of support for my knee mm -hmm. and come round or potentially, I would say, come round and kiss my ouchie. Um, <laughs> okay. You could do that, but it would get put on a register. You know what you said about, about things that need editing? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this doesn't get edited at all. No, this is going to stay in. This uh, is going to be the clip that I take out to uh, to promote it. Yeah, kiss my ouchie. <laughs> I 
Okay, should we do a dad joke? Have you got one or do you want me to go? I would really prefer if you did. Okay, as it's Christmas time, uh, can I tell you why I'm afraid for my children's advent calendars? Go on. It's because their days are numbered. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, hi, campers. You're not here for the entertainment, are you? Fucking hell. Oh, (laughs) ouch. Ouch. No, that, that was... Superb. Yeah. Actually, it was better than the joke that I don't have prepared. Good. Yeah, exactly. You see, there you go. Better to uh, put in something. Concentrate on what went well rather than actually what got omitted. All right. Laziness and forgetfulness. And so this has been the Dadless O Extra Time show. This has been 64 minutes of fatherhood, funk, and foolishness. Please do some of that liking, that subscribing, share it, even write a review. You know, that we get lots of nice chat within our, our social groups where people say they have listened and they do enjoy it. If you are so inclined, put, I say put pen to paper. Uh, don't put pen to paper. Finger to write keyboard. Something. Yes, fingers, yeah, but... That lost a bit of soul there. Fingers to keyboard. Yeah. Unless you are like John Michael Jarre. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a reference for the kids. Wow. Cutting edge as always. Yeah, yeah. Boom shakalaka. Uh, yeah. This has been Marky Mark and the Fresh Prince. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't, has it? No. We've got to stop lying about these things. Right now, this says the Dad the Soul Extra Time Show. Um... Join us next week for our Christmas special. Oh, it would yeah. be rather good one. There's strippers, there's class A's, that there's we're breaking into breweries. Um we are doing none of that, by the way. We'll just be jingling our bells. That's all we're gonna we do. Will. <laughs> and not filling, on camera. Jingling our bells and filling our stockings. You can do that if you subscribe to my Only Dan's account. Okay, good plan. Good plan. Make some extra pocket money for Christmas. <laughs> Until next time, boys and girls. We are.